Chairman Durbin, can I ask you a quick question? Um, why won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? So who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox. With Fox, of course. Mele Kalikimaka, Merry Christmas. I know I'm sitting here with a, actually not a Hawaiian shirt, it's a Bahamian, uh, Bahamanian shirt I got in Bahamas. Uh, but uh, this past weekend at my congregation, we have a very international congregation and uh, Polynesians, Hawaiians, Central Americans, Blacks, Latinos, uh, Whites, Europeans. But uh, we had a Polynesian-themed Christmas. I don't know. I didn't sleep very well last night, but I woke up happy. And I said, you know what? I'm going to wear a Hawaiian shirt and the lays I received at that party. Merry Christmas and Feliz Navidad. However you say it, Merry, Merry Christmas. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Okay, folks, uh, let's talk Epstein. Let's talk Epstein here. Here's a flashback to November 9th when U.S. Senator Marsha Blackburn filed a subpoena to obtain Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. And since we're in the business of issuing subpoenas now, here are a few more that I've filed. A subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane, given the numerous allegations of human trafficking and a sexual abuse surrounding Mr. Epstein, I think it is very important that we identify everybody that was on that plane and how many trips they took on that plane and the destinations to which they arrived. 
as you can see and re remember, that took place during a Senate Judiciary Committee during one of their business meetings. And guess who is on that committee? Senator Dick Durbin. And of course, not only is he on that committee, Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat from the state of Illinois, is the chair of the Senate Judiciary Committee. And very, very interesting what happened to Dick Durbin yesterday when guerrilla journalists, not really guerrilla journalists, but a, a good journalist from Fox News asked Dick Durbin in the halls of the Capitol, what's up with these subpoenas? Chairman Durbin, can I ask you a quick question? Um, why won't you subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs? So who are you? Hillary Vaughn with Fox. With Fox, of course. Fox News, of course. Because CNN, MSNBC, and all of the hard left, they don't care about pedophiles and child sex trafficking because they are, let's say, huge customers and supporters of such vile, wicked, and arguably the worst of all crimes. Murdering children, I think, is the worst of all crimes. And the raping of them is like right there with it. Of course, it had to be Fox. Anyway, what he says is absolutely amazing. Remember November 9th in the Senate meeting, a subpoena was put forth by Senator uh, Marsha Blackburn. And that was in a Judiciary Senate Committee business meeting of which Senator Dick Durbin is the chair. And given that, he still had this to say. Uh, I don't know anything about his flight logs. But why won't you subpoena them? Why don't you want to know? I don't know the issue. I know who Epstein was, but I certainly don't know anything about the issue. Well, he was charged with sex trafficking, so why don't you want to know who was utilizing his never private plane? never been raised by anyone. Well, Senator Blackburn has wanted to subpoena them, and there hasn't been a vote in your committee. He said a word to me, not a word. I filed a subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate to provide the flight logs for his private plane. Given the numerous allegations of human trafficking and sexual abuse surrounding Mr. Epstein. But aren't you curious, like, what high-profile or powerful people might be closeted predators and pedophiles? Doesn't that concern you? So why won't you subpoena them if you can? It's the first time anyone has raised it. Thank you, Fox. So do you, are you curious about it? Will you do it? This is how Senator Blackburn responded publicly uh, to that. She tweeted this out. Fact check. Senator Durbin says, we had not spoken one time about my subpoena for Jeffrey's Epstein logs. Maybe this will jog his memory. And by the way, Dick Durbin didn't just say that uh, to the Fox reporter. Uh, yesterday in a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing before uh, FBI Director Christopher Wray lied his way through the hearing, Dick Durbin said once again that this had not been brought to his attention. I understand you made some statements about the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs. I had not spoken to you one time about this issue. Since we're in the business of issuing subpoenas now, here are a few more. 
that I filed. A subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate. Now, Dick Durbin said that not just because of the Fox News uh, ambush, but because, in fact, Marsha Blackburn previewed that she would be grilling Christopher Ray about Jeffrey Epstein before yesterday's hearing. Well, it's about that time to head to Judiciary Committee. We've got FBI Director Christopher Wray with us today. I want to ask him about what the FBI knows about the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs. Uh, we're trying to get to the bottom of that. And before she went on to the committee meeting, before she attended the uh, committee meeting that morning, she was on Fox Business with Maria Bartiromo. Protect Marsha Blackburn. We must protect Senator Marsha Blackburn at all costs. She is going down a very perilous but very necessary road. At least she's making a lot of noise as she's walking down that trail. FBI Director Christopher Wray will testify before your committee today, the Judiciary Committee. This morning, I know you are a member of that committee and you are going to be yes. among those asking for asking him questions. Are you going to ask him any of these questions if he's covering up Joe Biden crimes? We would love to know if he's covering up some of Joe Biden's crimes. I also want to know how uh, and what participation the FBI had in covering up these flight logs from Jeffrey Epstein. Marsha Blackburn, a woman of her word, grilled Christopher Ray on the Epstein cover-up. I want to know why or what you, what awareness you have of the FBI's failure to investigate these claims. And I want to get you on the record, since numerous survivors have said the FBI did not show up to help them, uh, what specifically has the FBI done to investigate the claims that Epstein's and others participated in, produced, possessed, and distributed CSAM? All right, this is from the Justice Department. CSAM is child sexual abuse material terminology. The term child pornography is currently used in federal statutes and is defined as any visual depiction of sexually explicit conduct involving a person less than 18 years old. While this phrase still appears in federal law, CSAM or child sexual abuse material is preferred as it better reflects the abuse that is depicted in the images and videos and the resulting trauma to the child. In fact, in 2016, an international working group comp uh, comprising a collection of countries and international organizations working to combat child, uh, combat child exploitation formally recognized CSAM as the preferred term. I'm curious, which term do you folks prefer? Child sex abuse material? Because obviously, uh, raping of children is child sex abuse. But I think calling it child pornography really depicts the depravity of these things. And child sex abuse material could be other things as right, you know, like torturing children. And I mean, there's some sick things that people do. And I know they say it's a conspiracy theory, but child uh, snuff films are real. They are rare, but they are real. These are Satanists and they do have 
rituals and they do have all kinds of sick proclivities, which CSAM would envelop that as well and maybe not be under child porn. What are your thoughts, folks? This, this is the worst of the worst crimes possible. And the FBI is covering this all up. Well, first, let me say I uh, recall uh, very well that you have a, a very specific and longstanding interest, uh, not just in child sexual exploitation, but in human trafficking uh, as, a, as a cousin of that. Uh, and we appreciate your focus on it and your support uh, of the importance of that part of our mission. As to the Epstein case specifically, I will tell you it's been a while since I looked at that case. Obviously, we worked together with prosecutors to bring charges before he... um, I realize that. Yeah. But what we need from you is a complete investigation of why the FBI did not take this up and then getting to the bottom of what is appearing to be an enormous sex trafficking ring and listening to these survivors. You know, and as I said, I've tried to get the, uh, a subpoena on the flight logs, which I think is important to this. I, I think people need to know who, were on, who was on those planes and how often they were on those planes. I think people who invest in companies would want to know if there are people from their C-suite. And as we go through this, should those logs be made public? They've been heavily redacted. Well, as I said, it's been a while since I looked at the specific case. Uh, I can tell you that we've been increasing year over year both the number of agents focused on these kinds of cases, the number of well, victims we we've rescued. And, then, yes. and, I'm, and so on to this specific case, uh, let me uh, offer to have my, get, let me get with my team and figure out if there's more information we can provide to That you. would be great. Yeah. We have never, even through the Jelaine Maxwell trial, we never got to the bottom of this. And we have these survivors who say, oh, there is so much more. They swept it under the rug, and that is wrong. And you need to right that wrong. Swept under the rug, indeed. Oh, I haven't looked at that case for a while. He tries to, you know, say, oh, yeah, but I, we appreciate you looking, you know, being concerned about human child trafficking and, and whatever. Uh, and then Marsha Blackburn keeps him right back on task. No, no, no. I want specifically information on the flight logs. Who was there? The public has a right to know it. And Christopher Ray says, we'll revisit it. We'll revisit it. Marsha Blackburn tweeted this out after that exchange yesterday. Christopher Ray refused to answer whether he thinks Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs should be made public. Tells you everything you need to know. And that is why at the end she said, We never got to the bottom of this and we have these survivors who say, Oh, there is so much more. Hmm. They swept it under the rug. But this is being swept under the rug. And I, I've, I've got to give it to Jesse Waters. I think he wants to be relevant like Tucker Carlson. He's, he's, he's very different than anybody else. More, he's more Carlson-esque over at Fox News. I hope he continues to uh, be at Fox News doing this. Because here's why, folks. There are a lot of people on the conservative side that still check into Fox News. There are people who still watch Sean Hannity. There are still people who watch Laura Ingram. So I don't wish them ill. I wish them success because a lot of people are still tuning into cable news. 
and they need to see this and they're not seeing it anywhere else. And Jesse Waters brilliantly breaks it down with this. And I will let this be the conclusion of this Epstein report today. So why is Senator Dick Durbin covering up for Jeffrey Epstein? Jeffrey Epstein's a dead child trafficker. And Senator Marsha Blackburn tried subpoenaing Jeffrey Epstein's flight log earlier today. And Senator Dick Durbin blocked it. Epstein's been dead for four years. Why can't we see who was on his jet? Why can't we know who went to his island? We already know Bill Clinton flew on Epstein's jet at least two dozen times. So who's Dick Durbin protecting? I assume Durbin isn't protecting a dead pedophile because he's a pedophile and he's dead. So Durbin's protecting the associates of a dead pedophile. Durbin's office says, oh, well, you know, they didn't have enough time to schedule a vote on the subpoena. Okay, they'll have time tomorrow. You're the Senate whip, Dick. You can make time. And they got a subpoena to go through Melania's underwear drawer. So you should be able to subpoena the Epstein flight logs. And Epstein had surveillance videos and hard drives seized by the FBI in Palm Beach, New Mexico, Manhattan, and in the Caribbean. It's almost like the government has no interest in tackling international sex trafficking. This means Epstein was intel. And Durbin is covering up for the entire op. What a bunch of animals. And how dare they pretend to care about women and kids. Come on, Jesse. They care about women and kids. As long as those women are kids are men who say they are girls or women. Remember, it's the new wrong think to actually champion biological women and their rights and safety over biological men who think they are women. Since we're talking about hearings, let's talk about this hearing and show you some fireworks from yesterday. The House Oversight Subcommittee on Healthcare and Financial Services held a hearing on the importance of protecting female athletics and Title IX. Former University of Kentucky swimmer Riley Gaines uh, was among the witnesses who testified before the House subcommittee. Now, it started off with a little bit of fireworks. And the fireworks started because of the inflammatory, if you will, comments first made by Representative Summer Lee, a Democrat out of Pennsylvania. One of Congress's most radical Democrats made a poor decision by taking on former champion collegiate swimmer and women's rights advocate Riley Gaines during a hearing Tuesday. As reported, Representative Summer Lee, Democrat of Pennsylvania, accused Gaines of engaging in transphobic bigotry for daring to support banning biological males from female sports. Of course, a brave conservative woman advocating for actual women's rights is an anathema to the left. Now, here's where it gets uh, interesting. I'm going to play you this. So, uh, Miss Lee says that Gaines is a transphobic uh, bigot. And then when Riley Gaines pushes back on that, Summer Lee, the representative from Pennsylvania, like all hardcore leftists, has a breakdown. They can dish it out, but they can't take it. Watch and or listen. With that, Madam Chair, I yield back. Thank you. The chair now recognizes Ms. Lee from Pennsylvania for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was wondering if it was the 
Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Madam Chair. It's disappointing to me that although the title of this hearing implies a much needed discussion, we're likely going to be forced to listen to transphobic bigotry. In terms of mental health, studies show that participating in youth sports is associated with lower rates of anxiety and depression, lower amounts of stress, higher self-esteem and confidence. Women must stop. Inclusion cannot be prioritized over safety and fairness. And Ranking Member Lee, if my testimony makes me transphobic, then I believe your opening monologue makes you a misogynist. Thank you. I now, thank you, uh, Ms. Gaines. I now recognize Ms. Perry for her opening statements. Good afternoon, Chairman McLean, Ranking Member Lee, and distinguished members of the subcommittee. My name is Sarah Parshall Perry. I am a senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation. As a former varsity athlete, the mother of a girls varsity athlete, and former senior counsel for civil rights at the Department of Education, I have, as the saying goes... Uh, Madam Chair, excuse me, I move to have uh, the gentlewoman's words taken down. The committee will suspend. So Miss Lee calls those that are testifying who do not want biological males competing in women's sports as transphobic. That's a personal attack or a attack on their personalities. But when Miss Gaines, gotta love conservative women, gotta love conservative women because they don't put up with nonsense and they use logic for their argument. So she says, hey, if she can call me transphobic, then I'm going to say that her, what she said to me is misogynist because she is preferring men over women. And after they bring in Miss Perry, the next speaker, she's simmering and she's upset about this and she wants a point of order. Well, they, they start to huddle and uh, Riley Gaines is like, you know, as she has a point of order. She wants it stricken from the record. She doesn't want the official record to show that Miss Gaines called her a misogynist, even though she called Riley Gaines a uh, a transphobe. Madam Chair, she's engaging in personalities. Can I just ask how it's fair to be called transphobic? There's a thing. I would say men disguising themselves as women are engaging in personalities. Order. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Order, order. Let's let's get a ruling. The chair. So they huddle, and I can't read lips, but they have they, they they mute the mic. The mic comes on and off, and they talk to her and probably convince her. Look, you said that to her. She rebutted back. That's part of her official statement. We just can't strike that from the record. So uh, leftist snowflake Summer Lee is, uh, is forced to just redact her point of order. Okay, I move to withdraw the point of order. Thank you, Ms. Lee. Um, I now recognize Ms. Perry for her opening statement. We can start over. Thank you. Freaking loser, uh, Representative Summer Lee and Riley Gaines, a winner. That's why she's an athlete. She's got the mind and body and the perseverance of a warrior, of an athlete, of a freaking champion and winner. All right, I want to show you a couple more things in conclusion of this part of the report and this uh, episode in its entirety and some nonsense, uh, just, just some straight up nonsense. 
uh, that was uh, shared. Uh, let's start off with this one. Uh, this is the National Women's Law Center President Fatima Graves. She's a liberal witness for the Title IX hearing. And she's pretty much saying that female athletes need to suck it up and learn to lose gracefully to men who think they are women. And trans students participate in sports for the same reason as their kids, because it is fun, because it creates belonging and community, because it teaches so much about persistence and leadership and, and discipline, unless they learn to lose gracefully, hopefully. All right, the last clip I want to show you, because it's always worth entertainment value, is the crazy leftist ideas of AOC. And then, of course, anytime that AOC opens her mouth, she says something ridiculous and she gets skewered by the interwebs. So let's have a little fun here as we conclude. Now, I've spent a um, decent amount of my time here in Congress sitting through panels and hearings of men attempting to restrict the rights of women and telling us that it's for our own good. Um, but I want to dive a little bit more deeply into why this issue with targeting trans women in sports is particularly problematic, not just for trans girls, but for all of us. We're here today because there's a proposal here, and there are several proposals here, uh, to further marginalize trans women in sports. And I think about this all the time because trans people in the United States doesn't even exceed 1% of our population. And yet there's so many resources and energy and time dedicated to figuring out how we can more finely exclude them um, from our sports. And I thought, why, why? Why so much effort and dedication on such a tiny portion of the U.S. population when there virtually is no major issue that is... Um, that is precipitating. And AOC, we ask ourselves the same thing. Why such a fixation on such a small population, part of the population that's mentally ill? Oh, maybe it's because this small population all of a sudden is winning everything because newsflash, biological men and women are different. It's science. It's science started to realize that a lot of these proposals here um, involve invasion of privacy of all women. Ms. Goss Graves, can you tell us a little bit about what sex testing looks like for youth in states with trans athletic bans? It's terrible. Uh, in some states, any individual could challenge whether someone is a girl enough to play. In some states, it requires actual a genital verification, which is shocking. Mm -hmm. um, and there aren't, it's not as if there... Uh, and let me just stop you right there. You said there are some proposals. I mean, we've seen this in Ohio. There was a proposed ban on trans athletes that originally allowed for genital examinations on minors in order to quote-unquote protect women? Is that correct? Unfortunately, yes. See how they twist things? She's saying, oh, to protect women, we can't go and verify that 
the supposed women don't have male genitalia. Let me play the rest of the clip and, and, and then we'll see. These are people that are supposedly experts in child athletics, but don't even know how child athletics work works. We'll get to that in a second. AOC is absolutely ridiculous. And, and there's a new book, I understand, coming out in which they say that she's a pariah and has no friends in Congress. No one, no one even wants to be associated with her. She's such a laughing stock. And so we're seeing here in this guise, under the guise of not only trying to further marginalize trans women and girls, we are talking about opening up all women and girls to genital examinations when they are under age. That's right. Potentially just because someone can point to someone and say, I don't think you're a girl. That's correct. And we're saying this in an environment of a post-Dobbs America where states are criminalizing access to abortion and want nothing more than data on women to figure out when, who's getting a menstrual cycle, who doesn't have one. And we're supposed to believe that this is going to make us better and safer? I think not. And per usual, I don't believe we're sitting here in a panel of men that has actually thought about the biology and privacy consequences of all women, trans or cisgender here. Oh, did AOC get roasted online? Let's look at this. But the roasting, the roasting was using common sense, common sense. AOC lays out. New damn talking point on men and women's spaces. We are talking about opening up all women and girls to genital examinations when they are underage, potentially just because someone can point to someone and say, I don't think you are a girl. Florida man. Every guy of my generation had to have a doctor cup his balls and cough before being allowed to play high school sports. We survived. I, I, I know this, this may come as a surprise, uh, to uh, to some listening to this, but even though I am currently 5'3 on a good day, barefoot, I did play high school sports. I played basketball of all sports until I got to JV, then switched schools, and I was a uh, I was an okay good player, but definitely being 4'11 in JV, uh, you know, I wasn't playing. But, but but today, I could have said, I identify as a tall-ass guy. I should be able to play both basketball, volleyball, and be able to wrestle at a higher weight level. But yeah, we had to go through physicals. We had to go to physicals, and we started to go through physicals. And I, 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 I don't go to a gynecologist. I didn't go to a gynecologist. I went to a family physician who, yep, cupped my testes and made me cough to make sure I didn't have a hernia. And we survived. It's called the physical. Most high schools request one of all athletes. But it's not an invasion of privacy when the school secretly puts a biological boy to share rooms with a girl rooms with a girl that's only 11 years old. Just because a boy identifies as a girl, then it's perfectly fine to violate the little girl's rights and privacy for the comfort of that 1%. AOC's fear-mongering is off the scale with this general inspection nonsense. Children's parents can produce the children's birth certificates. In cases in which there is a real concern, a simple cheek swab is all that would be necessary to determine sex. 
Boys are not girls, AOC. Girls are fully embodied juvenile female humans who exist discreet of all male humans and who have a right to fair male-free sports and the dignity of male-free changing and showering areas as well as the right of assembly. You don't get to consent for girls to have males in their spaces. Consent is not transferable. Very, very good argument. This wouldn't be a problem if birth certificates were unalterable. It really is that simple, folks. What are your thoughts? Put it down uh, over on Patreon, pcpextras.com, over on Locals, therealbcp.com, or on Spotify. And uh, this is uh, James, the Black Conservative Patriot, BCP, signing off until our next episode. Until then, ciao, goodbye, God bless, Merry Christmas, Feliz Navidad, and every other way that you wish someone a happy Christmas greeting. Thank you.